What's up, everybody? Live from Haptic HQ, this is Brett Roberts and Josh Tull with another episode of Hapticast Unscripted. Thank you for joining us. Josh, thank you for joining me. Thank you for joining me. I wouldn't have it any other way, ever. We are literally rolling, I mean, for me, and I know you too, because you just got home, rolling from work right into this. So, Yeah, we just got done work, and we're doing the pod that's right how was your day how was your day my day was okay um we had a new employee start at work and um she's kind of taking some of the the load off of me and my response she's taking your load got it i don't know if hr will get me in trouble if i say that but no it's okay we understand she's she's taking some of the responsibilities away from me so that i could focus on my responsibilities more and do a better job at my actual job what a novel idea that is Tell me about it. Would you like to speak to my boss about the same thing? <laughs> it's Dude, it's funny because when I first, so I actually got a new boss like a year ago mm-hmm. and she was the one that was like, yeah, you're doing too much. We should like hire people to do your job basically. Um, and I still talk to my old boss like pretty regularly and we even go out to lunch sometimes and I went out to lunch with them recently and I was like, yeah, so we just hired this person and that person and now I'm not doing this. Someone else is doing that. And he's like, well, what are you doing then? And I'm like, my man, like, you don't understand. Like, when you hired me to do all of that, like, that's each responsibility that you had for me is like one person's job. Right. You know? Yeah. So. No, that's fair. I, uh, I mean, my boss is pretty good with a lot of things, to be honest with you. Um, but I, I need, I already have a lot of, like, most of the people working under me are contractors, which is fine. Mm-hmm. But, like, we don't have a, a ton of full-time employees that directly gotcha. work under me that I need about 16 of them. Oh my God. Cause she asked me a number. She's like, and I'm like, I'm being honest with you. Like I need 16 full-time employees for all these different things because sometimes work like contractors just aren't super reliable. You know what I mean? Cause they're not, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of their terms can just be super open-ended and it's also hard to, when everybody is remote working all over the place to like really hold people fully accountable for stuff. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So, you know, that's all I'm saying. No, that makes sense. 16 though. Yeah. That's how many. Why 16? Because we have, uh, I mean, under me, I'm basically supervising, you know, mm, I would say seven or eight different like departments or arms under my main position. And Uh. each one of those departments needs heads each one of those heads needs assistant directors and then each one of those people need, you know, probably two to three employees. Gotcha. Some, some could get away with one, but right. You know? Wow. Okay. Well, well, anyway, it's funny you bring that up though, because the new employee, uh, brought something up to my attention that I think would actually make for a pretty good first topic. Oh, wow. Okay. So whenever a new employee starts at my job, I put together a little graphic using information that they gave me in terms of like what their favorite things are. Mm-hmm. And this new employee told me that her favorite novel is a novel 
uh, by a Japanese playwright and author called Before the Coffee Gets Cold. Have you ever heard of this? I have heard of this. Yeah, I never heard of it until she told me about it. Okay. So for for our listeners that don't know, uh, so basically it's about a cafe that allows its visitors to travel back in time, but they must return before the coffee gets cold at the cafe, which is honestly a very fucking slick concept. Yeah, that's about the length of my knowledge is just the concept of it. Because I think actually one of my students brought this up to me back when I was teaching at the college level uh, for one of my theater courses. And I'm pretty sure somebody brought this in as like one of their like favorite stories. So continue. Wow. Well, no, I, I just thought that it would be kind of cool to talk about that because it's such a cool concept for a universe or a world. Uh, and also I just thought this could be a good opportunity for us to kind of talk about time travel in media in general. Well, you know, one of our favorite shticks, if you will. Right. You and I. So like I'm thinking back and there are some, some that are like time travel stories that are a little more non-conventional. For example, we just watched uh, army of darkness, right? Great movie. Great film. Great film, and it's, it's awesome. it takes place in the past. Yeah. Ash gets thrown into the past. So in theory, it's a time travel movie, but it's unconventional. Right. Right. Extremely. Then you have movies like I'm thinking of uh, that 2015 MTV uh, movie Project Almanac, which. Wow. Yeah. I, I did not hate, but it was definitely more like MTV. Uh, it was aimed towards that audience, but it did everything right in terms of like how to handle time travel, in my opinion, anyway checked yeah i i remember that i um why do i remember that it was decent it was pretty good how do you spell almanac alma project almanac oh yeah 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 this was a guy plays the lottery yeah yeah this was the uh the dean israelite movie yes yeah who uh who he did power rangers as well right i believe and it kind of has that same vibe He's a he's a really good director, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, I mean, I would say so. Like, we liked both of those movies. Um, so yeah, Project Almanac was it. And then there's another film. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but it's called Time Lapse. And it's actually one of my favorite. I haven't seen it in quite a while, but it's one of my favorite time travel movies in terms of the originality behind it. So the plot is that like three. I don't remember exactly, but the gist is three people move into this house. And there's a camera that their neighbor has that takes pictures of the future and spits out the images in the now. So it'll take a picture of like, I don't know, a day into the future and you'll get it today and you'll be able to see what's happening one day from now. Basically, hmm. is this all right? So all I'm seeing on Letterboxd is a short. Is it a short 10 minutes? No, no, it's a film. There might be a space time space lapse. Time Space Labs. 2014, directed by Bradley King. 2001. Yeah. No, this you have this rated, yeah. What do I have it rated as? You have it rated as a three and a half. Yeah. So that's pretty decent. The movie was not the greatest, probably, but the, the concept of, like, this camera that could take pictures. And it was, like, a stationary camera on a tripod. Mm -hmm. And they would, like, point it out the window at one point, And they pointed it into their apartment. Um, and then it would take pictures of like, at one point it caught the, it was three people. It was two guys and a girl mm -hmm. and 
two of them were together and at one point it takes a picture and it's like her cheating on her boyfriend with the other guy ah so, so then they have to like rationalize like what would what happened to make me cheat on you you know right. what i mean that's that's um, actually kind of cool and they're um, like hiding the pictures from each other because maybe they get money or they use it to find like some people take pictures of um because they know of its existence they took a picture of the lottery from the, the next step their future self took a picture of a lottery ticket and then their uh, past self, you know what i played, mean yeah so so it, this has um danielle panabaker in it who is of course oh, of, of disney of, of sky high fame yes of disney channel sky high fame yes she's also in movies um the crazies uh the ward um i think there's another movie i saw her in about basketball or something but i mean of course sky high is is the famous movie which i believe you and i both have rated uh five stars on letterbox oh man uh you do not actually have a rate on letterbox i do yeah. and it was at three stars i'm changing it to five stars my god that's that's fair um but yeah uh and i think in recent um history i mean i don't want to speak for you but i think both of our favorite time travel quote unquote um stuff in media has been in the netflix show dark yeah man that is certainly some of the best time travel you will get ever in media. Yeah, and one of one of the hardest things with time travel, right, is getting explaining away or rationalizing paradoxes. Right, these that, loose ends that you create. Right, that naturally kind of come up, which is one of the reasons why I think we appreciate good time travel stories so much is because they are so inherently difficult to write. Right. Like right. whether you are trying to just have fun with it or not, or if you're trying to do make it like highbrow serious, like there are naturally, I mean, it's, it's literally stuff that like quantum physicists deal with, right. That like writers right. deal with like all these paradoxes and things that you create. Yeah. But, dark's but, timeline is insane. And what dark does really well is instead of um, shying away from those paradoxes, right or ignoring them or skating around them it leans into them and uses them as components of the actual storytelling right um and i don't want to spoil it for anybody that hasn't watched it so you should but there are there are things that happen that you immediately question or be like oh well x y and z could happen and then it's used as a point in the actual narrative and it's right. done so well and i think when it both when it wrapped up you and i both at the end were like i don't know if there's one inconsistency that we noticed that was not tied up which is yeah so inherently difficult to do when you're dealing with those types of stories for sure i mean there was even like alternate versions of characters from different timelines and even that yet gets even more messy because then you're dealing with two of the same character and you don't know which one's which and it it got insane um but yeah i mean like a lot of people kind of wrote dark off because it was very similar to uh, stranger things season one in that it's about a little boy that goes missing yeah um it's that's way, about it it's it's way better um yeah so i recommend dark yeah it's a good one uh and then they have the showrunners of dark have a new show coming out pretty soon which i think is also about time travel oh yeah 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 what's that called 1883 dude i don't know yeah something like that uh but, donnie darko had a really good mm. um it's, it's one of my favorite movies mm -hmm. um a very different way of of time travel um almost like a spiritual time travel um with donnie traveling to a different timeline i guess after he would have died 
from right. the plane, the plane engine crap that Kelman and killing him. Um, and in the end, he ultimately goes back to that timeline in order to save his, uh, his lover. Mm -hmm. What is, um, while we're on this topic, what is something within time travel narratives uh, that you would like to see that you haven't? Hmm. That's a really good question. And you're putting me on the spot. I, I don't really know. Yeah. I think I, I have one. If Go ahead. You want, one a moment. Yeah. To think. Go ahead. Or maybe you don't have one. That's also fine. When we talk about time travel. Yeah. There are usually two camps that a story or narrative will fall into, right? Yeah. One is if you go back in time and you make a change to something, it impacts the future. Uh, the butterfly effect. Right. The other version is that when you go back in time and change something, it doesn't change the original timeline you came from, but it creates alternate timelines. Right. Right. Those are kind of usually the two main camps. Right. I feel like of time travel stuff. Which one do you prefer? I like both for different reasons. I think dark actually leans into kind of both of them where it creates, you have a main timeline, but then you have parallel timelines, right? right. Um, or at least it embodies that within characters. I don't know if I have a strong preference over the two. I think they're both can be done well, but what I would like to see, right? Is if we're following a main character in a piece of media and they go back in time and they change something, I like the idea of having multiple timelines that are created, but the I, I haven't seen, I guess, a specifically a drama around the main character trying to go back to the original timeline that they came from and not being able to go back to the original timeline or even better yet, not knowing if they went back to the original timeline or not because they could have potentially created infinite parallel timelines. And the... The best way to describe it, I feel like, is creating a space panic-like type of narrative where it's not actually space panic, where, like, somebody's, like, an astronaut is out in space and they can't get back to a ship and they're floating forever, but creating that feeling of this main character that's going, trying to go back to a timeline, not knowing if they're in the correct timeline or not, and not being able to determine or basically ground themselves ever again in that. Right. That sounds right. interesting to me, and I don't know if I've ever seen that done. So... That reminds me of two things. Steinsgate. Yes. Steinsgate is an anime, and it's very similar to what you're describing in a way where... And I, you're it's right. so funny you say that because that was going to be my answer for like what I like or what I would like to see, is I want to see more of that. Because all Steinsgate is, is essentially a story of a man who accidentally gets put on a different world line or a timeline. They call it world lines. And he's just trying to find a world line where everything is perfect because in every single one, there's something abysmal that happens. Right. And when he finally finds one where everyone is happy and nobody gets hurt, the love of his life uh, dies every time. And the only way to, you know, keep her actually, I don't even know if, if well, there's like alternate movies and stuff, but yeah, I think in order for one person to live, someone else has to die. Essentially is mm -hmm. what Steins Gate's all about. Uh, and he's kind of like traveling, trying to find the, the perfect world line, which is similar to what you're saying, but the other thing that I thought of when you said that, Josh, is the uh, Torrid, I think it's called, mystery. Let me find them. I just looked it up. Um, yeah, the man from Torrid. So this is like a, a story. I don't know if they ever actually, if it was ever like a published story. 
But basically, it, the story goes there was a man who arrived at Haneda Airport in Tokyo and mm. he claimed that he was from a place called Torrid. Mm-hmm. But no one could find a place called Torrid on the map. And they say that it never existed. Um, and he has a driver's license that says Torrid. And he talks about basically how Torrid is located. On, you know, he could point it. He could point at it on the map. But on our map, it wasn't called Torrid. Um, I'm reading here. It says he was said to have arrived. He was described as Caucasian with a beard while his primary language was French. It was purported he spoke Japanese as well as many other languages. Hmm. Um Sequence of events differs according to which version of the story one encounters. In one version, the man hands over his passport and the Japanese immigration officers notice something strange. Uh, while it looks authentic, the country where it's issued is called Torrid, was recognized as non-existent either by the officer or one of his or her colleagues. Um, and he's trying to convince the immigration officers that Torrid does exist. It's located between France and Spain and had then been in existence for a thousand years. Um, when shown a map, the man pointed to an area occupied by the Principality of Andorra and was puzzled as to why his country was called Andorra on the map. Um, so without reading any more, they put him in a hotel, basically. The police put him in a hotel until they can kind of figure out what's going on, and they come back the next morning, and he's gone. He just hmm. vanished. So it's a basically a story of a man who's stuck in time, and he gets sent to the wrong timeline, and it's like, How? Um, I think this would be an awesome thriller at, mm-hmm. if we could adapt this into a thriller where the man is it's from the man's perspective and he's like confused and it's like a thriller where he's not sure what happened. He got plucked from a timeline and placed in another timeline and things are very, very different. Very similar to a Twilight Zone where mm-hmm. the women or the people have the pig faces, right? Mm. So, yeah, I like that. That's pretty interesting and intriguing. And weird. Yeah, it's a cool concept. It really hasn't been adapted in any media, and maybe that's because the rights are weird and no one knows who wrote it. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, you could do that. You, you could you could do that and not call it, you know, that the man from Torrid. Yeah, yeah. be like the freaking the nematode from I don't know, <laughs> New Mexico. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of that. I think it was adapted. <laughs> adapted into a song actually by uh, Avenged Sevenfold they they covered there they made a song about that but that's the only thing mm. I could think of there might have been short films made by students but maybe that's cool I do see that there is a uh, there's a place between France and Spain called Andorra uh, right and then also uh, more importantly above that above Andorra north of it there's a place called Tollhouse ah it's like your last name exactly and I thought of Tollhouse that's awesome you know, kind of like Toll House cookies, but, you know, with a U instead of an O. Yeah, Toll House. Uh, the man from Toll House. There you go. There you go, dude. So we're making this podcast, and the news just broke that Ezra Miller was charged with felony burglary in Vermont. That human being is so off the deep end, it's not even funny. I mean, what is going on? I don't know. I mean, should we should we do a chronicle of uh, of what's happened with Ezra Miller? Let's see, Ezra I Miller. I can spitball off the top of my head a few key moments. Uh, uh, I don't know. Major Crimes. major events. Crimes. So I know that, and I'm gonna I'm gonna try my best to use his prop their proper pronouns and say they when mm-hmm. when applicable. Um, 
So I know that they, being Ezra, are being charged with, like, abducting a teenager and giving them alcohol. I know that there's a video of them shouting stuff at the KKK, saying that he's going to kill them with their own weapons. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a video of him getting chased by police. Uh, there's a video of him punching a woman in the face, of them punching a woman in the face. Uh, there's a video of them flipping a fan off for just trying to get a picture. Uh, the list goes on. It's just a string of weird arrests and assaults. Yeah, so looking at Vol- Vulture here, um, May of... What is this? Well, first of all, Ezra Miller apparently grew up in New Jersey. That explains it all, dude. All right, so then... All right, let's skip ahead here. Uh, let's skip... Here we go. Um, erratic behavior, abuse, and grooming allegations. So, February 2022, when filming for The Fantastic Beasts was halted due to COVID-19. Miller reportedly took up residence at an Airbnb in Iceland. Um, one anonymous woman who compared the house to a commune felt like every woman's hypnotized, and Miller reportedly paid for food, weed, and lodging at the Airbnb. Um, alluding, oh my god. But apparently it was alluded to say that they had sp- possessed spiritual powers. And Ezra yeah. Miller was reported having several emotional outbursts, quote-unquote. Ezra does wear the flash ring on his hand at all times, Hmm. which is awesome, dude. April of 2020, there was a video surfacing uh, that showed apparently Ezra Miller choking a woman and throwing her to the ground at a bar in Iceland. Yep, I know that. January of 2022, um, Miller posted a video, uh, which this is the the KKK one that you're talking about. March of 2022, uh, apparently there were sexual assault allegations uh, for on the set for asking for it, which includes Vanessa Hudgens, Kearsley Clemens, and Alexandra Ship. Um, uh, oh my God! April 20th of 2022, somebody Miller punched the director in the head. Uh, March 2022. Oh, dude, there's a lot. There's a lot. It's bad. I, it's very I'm bad. Not, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna keep going through this. This is bad. Why are they not? Why is the Flash movie still on, but the Batman movie, the Batgirl movie, is canceled? That's what I don't understand. Because, dude, the new CEO of uh, Warner Brothers likes likes the fact that Ezra's edgy, dude. That's bad. Did you see that this new Prey movie is getting sucked off? Yeah, it is, and I want to watch it. Predator movie? Yeah, Chris Stuckman uh, said it was the best one since the original. It's a unique concept to like go back to like the first interaction between humans and the Predator, right? Like that's cool. Yeah, um, I think it's a good idea for them to just almost. I mean, if they leaned into making Predator more like an anthology type of series, where you just kind of pluck predator and throw them in different parts of history or the world or you know 
events in time, like create like these, you know, fictional events. That could be kind of cool. Yeah. Someone on Twitter was like, we should do this with horror more often. We should just throw random horror icons into other properties or other scenarios, you know, like weird, it, like different settings. Yeah. Why not? It's cool. It's interesting. I want to watch it. I, uh, I need to watch the first predator. I mean, apparently you don't need to watch anything for this, but yeah, I need to watch the original one with Arnold. Uh, the one that you're going to be watching Prey, Yeah. Um, it's probably going to be the, the, um, subbed version because that's the one I, um, the sub I'm version? recommending to you. Yeah subtitles why it's in the original i don't i don't know if i'm gonna butcher the pronunciation but the comanche oh yeah it's in okay it's yeah it's like a tribe language oh really so like, the whole movie isn't it like that i believe so yeah. oh that's awesome and actually there's two versions there's that and regular and I, or english regular yeah figured uh, you would prefer the i tribal. would if they if they recorded it that way that's the way that it was filmed then yeah yeah and um I think one of the reasons that it is so good is because Dan Trachtenberg did it. Yeah. Yeah, it's getting sucked off, man. Yeah. he uh, He's good. He has a couple of other projects coming up. He did, of course, 10 Cloverfield Lane. But right. there's something else that uh, he's wasn't, working on that I think we're both uh, interested in. Was he strapped in. to do Portal? He is. Still attached to that, by the way. Portal. Uh, he did Portal No Escape, which was a short. Right. And then he, he was attached to the Portal movie, which I think has actually since been scrapped. Um, but he did um, he did that he did Tenkel over for learning Prey that Black Mirror episode um, with the what's it called like the in the game the video game thing um, yeah playtest or something like that. But he has the Secret Life of Houdini, which he is working on. Is that a Houdini biopic or something? A fantasy that recasts Harry Houdini as a spy for Britain and a debunker of con artists. That's either going to be good or bad. Yeah, and when and I say bad, I mean abysmal. And then there is another one, which is the one that we're interested in, going back to what we talked about at the top, which is Crime of the Century, which is apparently a time travel heist movie. That's awesome. Yeah. But this has been... I mean, he's been attached to this for a long time. So... He's been attached to Portal for about 9 billion years. Yeah, I don't know if that movie's happening or not. Because uh, what's his name was attached to? JJ, right? Yeah, JJ was supposed to be writing and producing it. Sad. So who knows if that's still going to happen? I don't think so. But yeah, yeah. he has a, he's a pretty small catalog of stuff, but the stuff that he has done is pretty good. Yeah, he's got a good track record, honestly. Uh, I mean, 10 Cloverfield Lane is awesome. Uh, and that Black Mirror episode is also probably one of the best, in my opinion. Um, so, yeah. Did he do anything big before that, though? No. So he just literally did 10 Cloverfield Lane and we started sucking him off? Pretty much. I mean, he has he has a couple of shorts. He has the Portal short from 2011, which mm. uh, has pretty good ratings. And then he has uh, this other short called More Than You Can Chew. Um which looks like was a student film. So maybe, because I remember going into 10 Cloverfield Lane being like, oh, they got Danny Trachtenberg, who's a good director. He only so there was did play test. That Unless I'm, did he do TV, maybe? Hang on. Or maybe. maybe we just knew he did the Portal thing. Maybe, let's see. Maybe we knew he did Portal and we were like, oh, dude, that guy did that Portal thing on G4 or whatever the fuck it was. Dan Trachtenberg. Um, what else did he did do? He... 
also directed no the portal thing is the, his first thing it was actually it was portal and then 10 cloverfield lane and the black mirror episode were in the same year and then oh he did an episode of the boys yeah i knew that um and then prey was his next thing so yeah that's pretty uh that's pretty good that's good yeah good for him i'm happy for him it's been a while. I mean, he, he must have been working on Prey for a long time because the last thing he did was 10 Cloverfield Lane. That was in 2016. And then he did the episode of The Boys. And then this, so. The Boys. Yeah. You, or you he finished that yet, right? No. Although he was probably working on the development of Portal and then it just fell apart. We must have been just pumped from we knew he did Portal. The short. Yeah. And then when we saw 10 Cloverfield, 10 Cloverfield Lane, we were like, oh, shit, dude. Yeah. No, I mean, it's still on IMDb. It still has writer Dan Trachtenberg, J.J. Abrams, director Dan Trachtenberg, producer J.J. Abrams. Name a better combo. I, I mean, they did work together on 10 Cloverfield Lane, so. Yeah, I, I don't know. 10 Cloverfield Lane was an awesome movie. I'm just wary to give J.J. any credit for that movie because... All he did was buy the script for another movie called The Seller, well, I believe. Yeah, I mean, he's just, just a, add, he's just a producer on it. Right. He just added shit to the to the script. So. Um, producer, yeah, it's just him. And that makes me wonder if, like, Cloverfield 1 was a um, fluke, and then mm -hmm. 10 Cloverfield was just another script they bought, and then Cloververse or Clover Paradox or whatever, Cloverfield Paradox was just turds you know who else is uh attached to them jj and dan trackerberg who's that matt reeves yeah matt reeves is pretty good too batman right yeah he just did batman right wrote and directed it which one of my favorite batmans by the way oh yeah same what else has reeves done um the he did a cloverfield the original cloverfield he directed right, it right and he did the planet of the apes movies Ah, damn, dude. I'm slacking on those. I got to watch Which is, uh, he did, now he did not do the first one. He did the second one and the third one. And arguably the better ones, right? The, yes. War, specifically the third one, War for the Planet of the Apes, is one of the best movies ever made. So they get better as they go then. My man, he, honestly, I would compare it to, even though Peter Jackson did the original Lord of the Rings trilogy, I would compare the the fact that all of them slap and get better with the planet of the apes movies, the new trilogy comparatively with the Lord of the Rings, as far as how fucking epic and spanning they are. John wick dude. Well, that's completely different, but yes, <laughs> I'm, I'm saying as far as like a action adventure, right. Fantasy, like, uh, right, right. Epic. Right. Um, yeah. Dawn and war of the planet of the apes are fucking awesome movies. I'll have to watch those, man. They're long too, aren't they? Um, let's see. Dawn of the Planet of the Apes is, uh, almost three hours. Uh, and War for the Planet of the Apes, I'm pretty sure is three and a half hours. It is. Gotcha. <laughs> they, they are, they are meaty claw films. But really, really, yeah. really, really good. Specifically War for the Planet of the Apes is, they, the ending is fucking incredible. 
So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I recommend watching them. I know you've said in the past that it triggers your uh, Uncanny Valley. The special effects, yeah, they do. Yeah. It is, um, I mean, that's fair. War is really good. Dawn is good. The first one is decent. James Franco's in the first one, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but, of course, uh, Andy Serkis, too, plays uh, what's-his-name in them. What if I told you I had a little special guest for today that I didn't tell you about? A special guest? Yeah. I'm bringing someone on. Who's that? Um, well, they they said they're going to call in at 620, so we have like nine minutes before they call in. Seriously? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's a big guest, a big get for Haptic, uh, for haptic are you, Intel. Are you mean to haptic... me or are you for serious? I'm bringing on a guest. I don't okay i do i do have i did have one uh idea of something i want to talk to you about because it, it happened to me today uh so it's a little story time and then it's a question all right as long as you're done the next nine minutes so my guest gets here that's fine um so today i was taking a shower okay mm -hmm. now i think i might have mentioned to you in the past but last year we had a, a bee infestation issue at my house hey, yeah, I, I do remember that remember i do telling you about that yeah yeah so we had exterminator come out we had people come out and spray and then after that happened they found like the nest they took care of it they did all that it was fine we had them come back again this year to spray preemptively um, we right. hadn't had any issues fast forward to this past week uh woke up one morning in the kitchen there was a few wasps inside and i right. was like mm, uh-oh you know hopefully Hopefully this isn't a larger issue. Um, and so I kind of ignored it. I left for a couple of days uh, and then came back and, you know, found, started finding like dead bee bodies and stuff like that all over the place. Dead bee bodies. Yeah, dead wasp bodies. Went into the basement to do laundry this past weekend and there was dead bee carcasses all on the ground in the basement too. And I was like, oh no, it's like, uh oh, dude. Like, cause they come in and die, basically. You know right. what I mean? Um, and I'm like, uh oh, I'm getting Vietnam flashbacks. Right. right. So, today, taking a shower, dude. Oh, no. Dude, I feel something crawling on my back. I look behind me, on my shoulder. There's a fucking bee crawling on me, dude. I fucking swat it off. I freak out. I freak out. It drowns at least and goes in the thing. And luckily it didn't sting me. But right. dude, I was so skeeved out. Right. I was done. I was, I was completely petrified. I was done. Mm -hmm. So anyway, that's where we're at in this story. We're gonna have to take care of it again. We're gonna call the exterminator out again, have them spray again. There's gotta be another nest something or somewhere. But my question to you is what is one of your biggest phobias? Mine is bees are up there. And not just because of this whole situation, but um, also, I don't know if you remember the story or not, but when I was an undergrad, um, right. there was uh, one of the clubs I was president of was this club called Field Good, which was a charity organization. And we made like grilled cheeses and stuff like that and sold them and whatever. And when I remember one event we held was for there's something else going on for the school. And we held this event. And so I'm outside, you know, making grilled cheeses towards the end of the school year dude i got bombarded 
with bees and I must have stepped on something or did something or they were attracted, but I got stung like several times by wasps that day. And ever since then, I mean, I didn't like bees before that, but ever since then, and I felt like physically ill after that happened because I got stung several times. I have been so deathly afraid of getting stung. I mean, that's a valid, yeah, I, I would be too if I was you. No, it, it, yeah, I mean, yeah, but I'm, so one of my biggest pho- phobias is, is wasps specifically. What about you? Right. I used to be afraid of the dark when I was a kid, mm-hmm. um, like really bad. Yeah. Now I can't sleep unless my room is pitch black. Um, yeah. But I don't, I don't sleep alone though. So mm. my real phobia is uh, tight spaces. Mm. Really? I'm claustrophobic. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I knew you had a little claustrophobia. I didn't know that was a, a, an actual fear, though, of yours. Yeah, I think it started when I was a kid, and I don't know. Like, I know one thing that makes me think it is when I was a kid, we went to this local farm for Halloween activities, and they had a haunted house, and which, by the way, that's another phobia of mine is haunted houses. I don't like them. Mm. I don't like the I don't like the feeling of being scared at a haunted house. You, you got to watch Hell House, then, dude. I did. I watched the oh, first. Oh, you did. One. Okay. Mm-hmm. It fucked me up. Yeah, I mean, we did uh, fuck me up too. But it was just a really tight area, and I remember I had to keep my arms close to my body, and I was so scared, and it was dark. It was literally a combination of everything I hated. Um, so now my thing is, if if I can't open my arms, like if my arms are by my side and I can't open them, I freak out. So if I get tied, like if my arms are tied to my stomach or to my sides, I freak out. If if someone hugs me for too long, I freak out. If mm. you know I'm laying in bed a certain way and Jess is laying on me and I can't move, I freak out. Wow. Uh, I, I am very very claustrophobic. I think it has something to do with my my anxiety a little bit. Mm-hmm. So. But wow. yeah, fucks me up. I don't like tight places. And like for example, so we're me and Jess are perfect together. She has ADHD. I have anxiety. So the other day we went to a different uh, food store than we usually go to a grocery store. So yeah, same same grocery store. It's giant, giant grocery. Uh, mm-hmm. We usually go to one, but they're always out of everything. So I suggested we go to a second one that's nearby. Yeah. So we went and she's freaking out. She's like, it's just it's too big. I'm overwhelmed. And I'm like, I love it. I love this store. The other one's too small. There's not enough room to walk around. Mm-hmm. This one's perfect. And she's like, I'm overwhelmed. I can't shop here. And I'm like in heaven, you know what I mean? There's yeah. way more room. So yeah, we're 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 just perfect for each other. We're both abysmal. <laughs> That's awesome, dude. Yeah. Um, well, no- oh. I was gonna say I think my guest's actually calling in a couple minutes early. If that's okay with you? Wow. Yeah. Um, they just texted me. Here's the problem. I'm gonna need you to run the show. I actually have to go take another call, business call. So I'm gonna step out for a second. Can you just intro? Uh, well, I'll tell them to introduce themselves, but just, you know, carry on the conversation for me, please. Yeah. Well, I mean, what's this okay? person? This, yeah. What's this person's name? You'll see. Just hold on. I'll be back. Okay. Oh. All right. It's my phone. This is this is the chat for the uh hello? 
Hello. Oh wow. We are we are truly uh we are truly blessed by your presence today. Is this Josh Toe? Yeah, speaking. My name is Morgan Freeman. Wow. Let's get a round of applause for Morgan Freeman, everybody. I think Brett would usually hit the button or a clap. No, I mean just people people listening at home. Oh. oh. Mr. Freeman, I'm a big fan. Well, I'm a big fan of how big Intel as well. Really? That's right. I didn't I didn't know we uh we had such a a large uh, icon listen to us. Well, I don't like to think of myself that highly, but thank you very much. Mr. Freeman, are you are you okay? I had a little bit to drink before I stepped on the call. I I can tell you're uh, you know not not that it not that I care. I mean you, I feel like you could, unlike Ezra Miller, you could literally commit murder and be fine. So, no problem. I'll kill you. <laughs> I I would be honored. I, I want to talk about something with you, Josh. What's that? I would like to talk about my favorite genre of video games. I didn't even know you played video games. My favorite genre of video games are the horny video games. The the what? The ones that make me horny. Okay, that's that's what I thought you said. Um, okay. What uh what are some of your favorite games in that genre? Well, I like Honey Pop. Wow, I forgot about that. I, what if I told you that I I also played Honey Pop back in the day? I'd say you're a real one, Josh. And I uh, I also watched. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Dashy Games, but I watched Dashy Games play Honey Pop. Yeah, he's my favorite YouTuber next to Atiginto. Okay, are we are we above Dashy or below Dashy? I'd rather not say. Okay. Okay, so Honey Pop, what else? I got this new game on my Steam Deck called House Party. Oh, well, first of all, congratulations on your Steam Deck purchase. Thank you. It is the 512 gigabyte model. You didn't you didn't show out for the uh, the largest one. I figured with your with your stature, you know. Papa always gets the largest one, Josh. There it is, the biggest one. Okay. All right, so house party. So tell me about that cuz I I've I you know, it's a shame that Brett is on a business call right now because I know he he too is uh, quite the fan of that game. I he actually texted me that he was playing it last night. So well, Brett is actually on the phone right now with the developers of House Party. Really? Are we getting a Haptic Intel DLC in there? That is correct. Wow. With your truly. With you in it too. That's right. So you're saying that Morgan Freeman is part of the Haptic Intel House Party DLC. Steam yes, Deck exclusive. And you can suck me off in the game. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. Yes. And uh, will you be doing that to other people too in the game? Or is it only one way ticket? I will suck and fuck. <laughs> All right. 
That's well, uh, Josh. It's been great talking to you about horny video games, but I must go. Is there uh, anything else you would like to tell the people before you leave? Use code SWIC to save 10% at W.GG. What is, uh, what is W for all the people out there? Well, Dubby, hold on one second, please. <laughs> this is, uh, this is, a, Morgan Freeman is going to tell you to buy Dubby. Which Haptic can tell is sponsored by Dubby, so. Ladies and gentlemen, Dubby was formulated to give you focus and energy with no jitters or crashes. Their formula contains vitamins, amino acids, and nootropics, including the patented Eurofactor. No calories, no sugar, and no artificial colors. There are no fillers, none of the bad stuff. Get current energy drink may cost anywhere for two to three dollars per can. Gubby costs one dollar. Turns your inch. So if you find it hard to work or study, use code SLITCH to save on Dubby. That's right. Save 10% today on your Dubby.gg order by using the code SLITCH. I'm Morgan Freeman. Wow, incredible. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Freeman, for gracing us with your presence. Morgan Freeman, fan of Haptic Until. Thank you. Hey, Josh, I'm back. You missed... I didn't know you were such good friends with Morgan Freeman, dude. We're working on this new DLC for this game, so... Him and I, I have been talking. Yeah. He, he told me. He told. He told you. He did. He told me. We're we're under an NDA, actually, so he wasn't supposed to say anything. We might have to blur that part out. I'll have to bleep it out. Yeah. Wow, that's awesome. But that's good. Yeah, it was that was a little surprise for you. I thought you'd like that. I did. He also drinks W Energy, and he did our ad read for us. Oh, does he? Mm -hmm. That's fantastic. Which I'm actually drinking right now. Funnily enough. Are you? I am, yeah. The patented Neurofactor in there, huh? It is, yeah. I'm drinking uh, the Galaxy Grenade. Of which I'm almost done, and I have to open up. I have another tub over here. I'll have to open up. Of um, I got the Dub Sludge, which I know is your favorite. Have but. you drank it yet? Have you tried it? Dub Sludge, yeah, I did. Yeah, that's a good one. I um, I had it as part of the um, the sample stuff. I had that nice. and, and something else. So I I don't want to you know go against our Dubby sponsorship, but I've been drinking this uh, for the audio listeners. I'm holding up a water bottle. There's only audio listeners for this. Right. Um, it's called The Circle. Circle. Are you familiar? Yeah, are you familiar with this? This is not an ad. No. So, Josh, it is a water bottle, and you get these things called sips. Oh. And these are flavor pods. You don't actually put flavor in your water. Wow, you just, you just like, pulled a fucking little butt plug out of there. It looks like a little butt plug, yeah. But, yeah, you, you buy these different flavor sips, and you just... Put it on, you screw it on, and then when you drink the water, it goes through the flavor pod, and it tastes like stuff. And there's a dial. You spin 
to choose how much flavor you want. If you just want straight water, you turn it to zero and you're just drinking water. If you want a lot of flavor, you can put it to nine and it's like a juice. Uh, but not only do they, not, this is fruit punch, mm -hmm. but they also have um, like a fit line, which is like uh, Gatorade almost. Like it has um, electrolytes and whatnot. Mm. So that's kind of cool. Is it, um, yeah. do you know, is there, is it sugar free? Is there sugar in it or is it? Uh, they do have a sugar free option, I believe. Okay. Yeah. And they have tea as well. They have raspberry and peach tea options. Wow. That's kind of cool. Uh, it's $20 for the bottle and you get two sips. It, it was like a starter kit I got at Walmart. Mm -hmm. But the sips are $3 or $4 and they last six bottles. Okay. So if you think about it, $4 for six bottles of flavored water, that's a good deal, you know? So. Mm -hmm. Circle S or sorry, C-I-R-K-U-L. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And if you use code, now I do have a referral link, Josh. If you want to, if you're interested, I I am interested. Please, I'll give you my referral. You'll save money, and I'll save some money too. Yeah, please, um, send that to me. This is um, it's kind of cool. Not that I have a problem with drinking water, like I mean, I you saw my you know my big water bottle, right? Um, but I I like this. Idea. This has made me drink so many more bottles of water. And I, I actually went on there after I bought this and I bought a big water bottle much like yours because I wanted yeah, more. That's good. Oh, they have. OK, this is actually good. They have stevia sweetened uh, yeah. stuff, too. Oh, wow. I see. So they have they have <laughs> the life, the life sips, fit sips, go sips, pure sips, go sips, which has caffeine, pure sips, unsweetened, which is nice. Tea sips. And then brew sips, which is coffee. I didn't know they had coffee. Uh, I like this. No, 40 plus just... flavors. No, they all say zero sugar, zero calories, no artificial flavors. Much like Dubby. Much like Dubby. So I think these are actually all all zero calorie, my friend. There you go. So no sugar. I'll... Listen, I'll send you the link. It's good. Please send it to me. I like this. Yeah. Not Not a sponsor. No, uh, they are not paying me anything. So, but if anybody from Circle is listening, and you're interested, you know, yeah, maybe Morgan Freeman will do your ad read for you. Yeah. Anyway, okay. Um, all right, cool. So we have we have about eight minutes left here. What do uh, What do you want to end on? Um, it's a good question. I don't know. I mean, it's kind of hard to. You know, riff for eight minutes. Yeah, no, I mean, follow up Morgan Freeman. Oh, that too. Um, I'm trying to buy a pair of Yeezy slides right now. OK, Um, just so you know, I'm looking at Circle's website. They have a open position for a senior graphic designer. Really? They do. They could use one. Their design is not great. It's in Florida, though. I don't know if you're interested in. Don't I would fly. rather I'd rather die. Yeah, it looks like actually all of their stuff is in Tampa, Florida. Well, that's exactly where I don't want to be. So. But anyway. Yeah. All right. Circle. Circle. Yeah. C-I-R-K-U-L. I'll send you that link. Anyone else is interested, if you're like a personal friend of mine, hit me up. I'll send you my link. So I guess in, turn, in a way it kind of is an ad. Yeah. Does not look uh, like they have any kind of uh, influencer type of stuff, which is uh, a shame. Yeah. 
Josh, uh, one of our favorite t-shirt or former favorite t-shirt companies, um, Rocking Fountain, is doing mm. a, a pair of officially licensed Argento classics. Oh. Phenomena. Oh. Tenebrae. All right. Those are literally two of my favorite Argento movies. Uh, reveals start tomorrow, 8, 9 at 6 p.m. Wow. And the little trailer they put up for it is very, very spooky and not so, good in a good way. I have them actually blocked My God. on Instagram, so I'm going to unblock them. I, I was just, I was so done with uh, right. their, their, their founder, creator is... Not your favorite? Such a little fucking prick. I don't, I don't know what else to say. Okay. Other than that, but, uh. I love these movies, and they're officially licensed, which is yeah. So you'd be they have an app. It. Yeah, they do. Is that where you have to buy stuff now? I guess, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I have so many fucking shirts from them. Maybe, maybe it's time to revisit. Give him another shot, dude. It's been a long time. I um I'm playing some games on my Steam Deck, Vampire Survivor. Yeah, how you liking it? I love it. Liking it? Yeah, I'm liking it a lot. Uh, at this point, when this releases, I will have already played. Um, or I would have already talked about it on Hapticast because we're going to be recording that tomorrow, right? Um, live. So I won't talk about it too much here because it'll be kind of redundant. But yeah, that game is good, dude. It slaps. Who is your favorite character? Um, the, either the knife guy or the electricity, uh, woman. Mm. I know that's not their names. I don't remember what they are, but, um, the onion guy is my favorite. The onion guy. Yeah. Who's that? You don't know about the onion? I, I don't think so. The onion guy. So the onion item, if you pick it up, it does damage around your character isn't that garlic you... oh that's what i meant that's what i meant garlic um hang on. thought his I name was i don't i thought don't his actually... name was something with an onion i don't actually know if i found him or not oh really he's like an old man yeah i don't think i found him i'm uh, i'm gonna pop open this and i'll let you know right now but yeah i don't it's think it... i found him it says you added noita you noita to your library did you buy that i did it's on sale it's another roguelite. Ah, oh, you might have, you got it before it was off sale. Yeah, it was. It's, like, it's actually been on my wish list for a long time. It's twenty bucks now. Uh, I got it for ten. It's not bad. There's a, uh, and this is completely. No one cares about any of this. There's a uh, Witcher sale right now, or a uh, CD Projekt Red sale right now, and mm -hmm. all three Witcher games are on sale for a total of eleven dollars. That's pretty good. Yeah. All three of them. Yeah, it's three, three of them, and it's uh eleven dollars all three. That's really good. I might have to look into that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't have. What's the character's name? Um. You want me to load the game up real quick? No, that's okay. Because I don't have all. I have the whip guy, the magic wand person, the projectile right. one, Pasqualina, the knife guy, the cleric, Porta, who's the electricity, and then Arca, who's the fire. I think we have different we have different characters. 
Yeah, I don't have all of them. Um, How do you get more? You have more than me. Right. It's just a matter of unlocking certain achievements by playing. Right. You should look into next uh, 20 Minutes Till Dawn. It's very similar to Vampire Survivor, but it's in a Lovecraftian um, world instead of a vampire world. Mm -hmm. And you actually have a gun and you can shoot and you can aim and shoot. Unlike Vampire Survivor, where you kind of just let the game kill things for you. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm really enjoying Vampire Survivor. It's, it's nice. I'm enjoying a House Party. I got that yesterday. I've been playing. Yeah, I will not be buying that game, but it's okay, buddy. Mainly just because it's so it's like thirty bucks. Nah, I got it on sale. Well, it's not it's on, on sale anymore. No, it is. There's a. I got it off a Steam Key website that resells keys. I guess. Oh, okay. Um, like fanatical or something, King Game, I don't know, something like that. And um, I got the game and the uh, explicit content DLC, aka the titty dick uh, explicit uncensored DLC, for like eighteen dollars. The game and the DLC. So well, I'll tell you what, we um, we're going to share our libraries, and uh, that's how yeah, we get yeah, that yeah. game. It's a good idea. So, yeah, this is great, though. The Witcher bundle. Yeah, you see that? Yeah, I do. That's um, that's pretty good. Yeah, man. And the first two games are the director's cuts and the enhanced edition, which are all all the DLC. Witcher three is not right. It's okay. The only thing that would be better is if the Witcher three was all the DLC. Yeah, but, but the that, DLC's that, on sale too. I was gonna say that's on sale too. So yeah. And Cyberpunk's on sale, but not cheap. Is that uh, Steam Deck verified? I think it is, but dude, you could probably get a code on another website for um, for that game that's way cheaper than what they sell it for because of all this bullshit that happened. Hmm. So. Well, all right. Anyway, so I'm sorry. That was probably boring last couple of minutes. Ah, game recommendations. All right, well, that's going to do it. Uh, we appreciate you. We appreciate you taking the time to listen to our little podcast here. Please subscribe and follow. Follow us here on the po uh, podcast platform you're listening on, and be sure to head to our YouTube channel and subscribe there. And uh, we love you. Merry Christmas. A big shout-out to Morgan Freeman for uh, coming on the pod as well. Big shout-out to Morgan Freeman. Goodbye. See you.